We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What'd that bottle run you? Um, like 10 bucks, maybe. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're in the 10 bucks range so far. Yep. I mean, all the all the wines, I mean, they have some that are more expensive, but like so far, I've bought a bunch of like wines. I think I talked about this a little bit later, like 10 bucks and under, and they've all been good. So nice or serviceable anyways. Does Aldi sell wine in uh, PA? Uh, no, not in PA. Yeah. It's uh it's like New York, right? It's totally separate. Um, grocery stores can sell wine and beer, but they have to have, it's got to be a cafe. So it's got to, in Pennsylvania, it's got to be a separate part of the restaurant that can be closed or of the grocery store that can be closed off as a cafe. Mm. Um, so like Wegmans can do it, but you have right. to go to a specific um, like a specific register at the other end of the of the prepared foods place to do it, and they can technically close the whole thing off if they need to. Oh wow! Yeah. So the grocery stores are getting around it, but Pennsylvania still has some pretty stupid rules. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd have to ask Tim. Tim shops at Aldi. I, I don't know if he can get wine. I, you can get wine at regular grocery stores, but yeah, I mean, in, in New York, like you can get beer at Aldi, like, um, yeah, right, like you can at I remember you could at Wegmans and and stuff too. Yeah, now what's weird is like when you go to somewhere like Illinois and it's just you see like oh, handle of vodka, like right, right on the shelf next to your wine, next to like in the New grocery York store, Illinois, yeah, Illinois, you see vodka at like a CVS in Illinois. <laughs> Um, those gotta be fun nights oh yeah <laughs> and then and then don't get don't get confused in ohio because ohio grocery stores can sell it but it's half proof it's capped at like 40 percent. oh really? or 40 proof so it's like 20 percent. yeah so they'll have like kamchatka brand half proof or like uh, you'll get some like half proof bait well not half proof lower proof bailey stuff like is that. it like half price um not quite it is mm. cheaper but it's because it's more water in there. Literally, it's you know. Right. How do you how do you do, you know cut the proof of water in half or of vodka in half? Just double the water. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, boys, uh, I don't know if you remember, but last week we were apparently low energy. Yeah, I was going to ask if we got like a ton of terrible reviews. 
<laughs> Actually, we did not. Uh, yeah. We we got we got people. Uh, Devin thought it was hilarious that we couldn't come up with like what he actually said in the yeah. in the text when he called you an idiot. <laughs> yeah, which was what I we I don't know. He didn't it remember was, either. Oh, it was a text to, you, to week two. Yeah, can't it was a text to you, wasn't it? Like, oh yeah, yeah. I guess we could have looked back. Can't yeah. either of you like look in your fucking phones? Look. We're busy, all right? He uh-huh. had plans for, for Mrs. Conley. Her birthday was yesterday. Oh, happy I birthday, Sam. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, I, I have my excuse that you said I could use all the time last week. I have a toddler and, a, and another yeah, one. You, so. Yeah, you can play that card always. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but but you grudgingly, but you can. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Well, I have a bunch of topics, and I am positive that some of these will get me fired up, and I think some of them will get you guys fired up. So I'm thinking we let it all hang out tonight. Next week, we take the week off. It's Thanksgiving. Uh, well, it's the thing, night before Thanksgiving. Give yeah. people what they want this week and uh, let them <clears throat> let them sweat it out for a couple of weeks while they wait for us to come back. Sounds good. I'm down for that. All right. Good thing I got some high test boost for the night. <laughs> Heart and soul barrel aged stout. From, yeah, uh, and what's in it? Uh, it's just bourbon barrel aged stout. Nothing, nothing fancy. A regular fucking stout. Yeah. Yep, Holy it's, shit! It stands by itself. It stands alone as delicious. Not yeah. a uh, not a super sweet nope. desserty. Doesn't nope, have like tastes... marshmallow and coconut and cocoa nibs. <laughs> I mean, you guys. Butter. Those are those are all legitimate questions based on some of like you know the the yeah the uh, you know I've had beers that I swear have like movie theater snack stand floor scrapings put in them because you know delicious like um, but no this is just uh, just a really good barrel aged stout it tastes like um, tastes like dark roasted chocolate syrup in a beer it's delicious and who's this from it's from uh, it's a collaboration between Voodoo of the Hat. And uh, a place I like out in St. Louis called Narrow Gauge. Um, mm. Stumbled in a Narrow Gauge a couple years ago, probably six or seven years ago. It's in this, it's like in the basement of this Italian restaurant called Cagino's. Um, and it's really like you, you blink and you miss it because the, the sign is tiny, but they make really good hazy IPAs and uh, are getting into the stout game too. So um, yeah, but you know, you, you go to, you go to the restaurant to get like the, you know, the mozzarella stuffed, excuse me, mozzarella stuffed meatballs at Cagino's. But you stay for all the beer there. It's a pretty cool place. This is in St. Louis? St. Louis, yeah. Okay, nice. That's cool. Florissant to be exact, but yeah, St. Louis. Missouri. Missouri. So yeah, this is is tasty as shit. This is good. I wonder how strong it is. It doesn't say on the bottle. Hmm. Matt, how, how often... When you have a beer on this podcast, is it the first time that you've had the beer? Um, sixty-six percent of the time. Okay, Top, probably two out of three. Yeah. Okay. Every nice. once in a while, I'll go to the old standards, but uh, I like trying new stuff. Yeah. Sweet. Plus, this has got a kick-ass design. I mean, look, you got the the skull and yeah, the heart cool. on there. Like, yeah, know. I like it. I like the uh, colors. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, voodoo voodoo's. Like I said, they're the ones that do that um, that stick spear for you. But mm. their, their regular stuff is kind of bleh, but their barrel room stuff is awesome. Nice. Sweet. Kyle? Well, 
I don't know how well you can see it, but uh, there we go. Oh, yeah, there we go. Trophy trophy. trophy t-shirt on. I was in Raleigh this past weekend. Got to see Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah. Fucking awesome show. Nice. Not only did I see Adam Sandler, I saw Rob Schneider. I saw David Spade. I saw, as much as I hate her, Sarah Sherman from SNL. Sarah All opened. Uh-huh. I don't think I know that. Okay. Oh, I thought she's you hate Sarah Sherman? I she's she's like cringe comedy and I just Well, she's yeah, like she's it. weird for the sake of being weird. Yeah. yeah. Wait, did you like The Office Call? Yeah. Yeah, it's just it but it's it's more extreme than than The Office what what she does. I see. Okay. Yeah. Like she <clears throat> in her so everyone had uh, probably roughly, it was about 45 minute open. There was a guy who's in Sandler's, um, uh, that, that basketball hustle, uh, movie, um, who was the first opener. I, that's the only one, the name I, that's eluding me right now. Um, all together, the, the four of them, probably 45 minutes for the open and Sarah, you know, so she had her like 10, 15 minutes did like a whole bit on, um, being from New York, like a, a Jew, a Long Island, like New York and, and everything. And just was like really trying to force it. <laughs> um, and, and I just like, I don't think she bombed, but I don't think like there was very few claps for her <laughs> when she went off stage. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I mean, you know, it's hard to compare her, even though she's on SNL. Uh, as a current cast member to, you know, David Spade or Rob Schneider and of course Adam Sandler. But um, yeah, that, that was the only part where I was like, kind of, eh. Uh, and then Adam did an awesome tribute to Chris Farley uh, toward the end of the show. I don't know if he's been doing it the whole leg of the, the tour or whatever, but was, was it the uh, song. Yeah. Yeah. That he, yeah. That he did when he did SNL. Yeah. 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 That yeah. song's awesome. It, it like, if it's the same one, like I teared up. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was really cool. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, so. Um, Schneider and Spade did stand up. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Oh. And Schneider sang a cover of. Um, fuck. What's it was an Elvis song. I can't remember uh, what song he was like. Tremendous. Like really, really? amazing singer. <laughs> Holy yeah. Shit. I mean, his daughter is El King, so you know he's <laughs> yeah. got a, got the genes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. It was, I, it was incredible. I, I feel bad. <laughs> South Park ruined him for me. Uh, like anytime I think of Rob Schneider, now I'm like, Rob Schneider is a stapler, and that's like what <laughs> Rob I think Schneider of. is a carrot. <laughs> exactly. I just I think of those anytime I hear his name now, and I'm like, damn. I feel I feel bad for him. No, yeah. no. Well, uh, and not to be not to not to launch into the negativeness already, but um, I'm glad he had a great set, and I'm glad he sounded cool with his Elvis impression. But he can be ruined in my book for all I care. He's a nut job anti vaxxer So, is Aww. he? Yeah. Damn it. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That fucking sucks. Yeah. So, but so he really he really is a stapler or a carrot. I'm I'm glad you got a good show though. Like that, that's cool. And yeah, kinda, no, that's amazing. You know, yeah. Did he touch upon yeah. any of that in his comedy, or was he just kind of just telling jokes? Uh, Schneider. Yeah. Yeah. No, I because I I would have probably picked up on it. I I had no idea. <clears throat> well, and again, you know, um, I guess let me say though too, like, he can have his opinion. Uh, he, maybe he could have even told funny jokes about that that point of view too. You know. Yeah. Uh, just not, um, not my not my favorite anymore yeah 
yeah yeah i mean it's just it was it was cool to see the gang obviously they're all happy madison you know peeps yeah uh, that, yeah, that hang right. around i mean it would the only thing that would have topped it is if chris rock showed up you know for for it but yeah right i was i was telling uh shout out to to dalvin uh my neighbor nice. i was telling him about the show and um chris was here in charlotte probably in july i think it was at a at a comedy club and i just i tried to get tickets but it, it just was completely sold out because it it's already a small venue whereas adam just played at where the hurricanes play in in raleigh you know a uh, there had to be 40,000, 50,000 people there probably. So um, it was, it was affordable tickets. It was a great time. Definitely glad. And of course I got to go to trophy, got some great pizza, got that pizza with the the honey on it. Oh, most loyal. <laughs> so, <laughs> so fucking good. And because of that, I got a, a, a double IPA. It's called double death spiral. Ooh. Um, it's a double IPA brewed with local honey. Okay. Uh, and it is uh it's only 8%. Uh, but it is very tasty. I gave it a 4.75. I don't know uh, if I tap. saw that on their list because I did look at their tap list when you sent that. Yeah, it's not on tap. Yeah. Or, uh, on their on their list to go. Um, and I was like, ah, nothing nothing is, how do I say this? I, I would have liked to try a lot of the beers. Yeah. But nothing warranted the effort for you to buy it, box it, and send it to me. There was nothing that I was like, I want that. So I appreciate the offer. Um, yeah. But there was nothing that jumped off the page where I went, oh, shit, I got to try that. But I was jealous um i do want to go, get back to trophy's new location now because the one i went to is like the shoebox where yeah, yeah. you know i sneak just snuck in but yeah yeah good shit Ethan, what are you drinking i just have wine my my house is really cold and when it's really cold i don't want beer so where's your I, turtleneck I, um it's in it's in my uh dresser drawer but I mean, you, you did look sharp you did look I'm, sharp i will I'm, say that. well i'm wearing well I'm, i still look sharp i'm wearing my quarter zip sweater now <laughs> my quarter zip collar purple sweater here so <laughs> i look i look good as shit okay so i'm gonna go back and forth on all these topics then uh some of them are good some of them are bad so we'll kind of like you know keep evening it out i guess <laughs> Uh, let's start with a really cool one. Um, Jake McCarthy, who's an outfielder for the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, played high school baseball at Scranton High in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Shout out to my hometown. Uh, finished fourth in the Rookie of the Year voting. Only 99 games. He had a 2.4 war this year. I think I saw he had 10 dingers. Uh, pretty pretty solid. He's 24 years old. He was a uh, first-round draft pick out of the University of Virginia back in 2018. I uh, just wanted to give a really cool shout out to someone in a team that we probably have never talked about on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> now, who were the number one and two vocators for the NL uh, Rookie of the Year? Who were who were number one and two? Yeah, Michael Good Harris question. and Spencer Strider. Is it the two guys Strider. on the the the, the Braves? Uh, Braves. They they've got a. Whew, they got a they got yeah. a nice solid core forever. Which yeah, they do. It's like really scary. Yeah, well, no wonder, no wonder Steve Cohen's going to spend all his billions to try and beat those whippersnappers. Yeah, I mean, but it, it, it's easy to say that right now. But I mean, we've talked about this not just with the Yankees, but I mean, look at the look at the Rookie of the Year winners over the course of of history, and and you know how many of them turned into Derek Jeter, you know, a, a Hall of Famer. Ichiro. Uh, I mean, Sean Ichiro played eight years. <laughs> of baseball. I knew that would get you though. God, like Sean Green won Rookie of the Year, didn't he? 
And he had a great career the, for the Blue Jays. If, if yeah, he, he had some, he some good did. years. All right, maybe he's not a great one, but I'm sure there's a lot of people who. Shohei Otani. Oh, I mean, Angel Baroa for one. He he was Rookie of the Year in like 2003, and he had like an okay for the career. Rays, right? <laughs> uh, Royals, I believe. Oh, Royals, yes, yes, yeah. it was the Royals, yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, sure, there's plenty of people who win Rookie of the Year and then don't have particularly good careers, but um, uh, but look but... at look at look at the core that the Yankees had. I mean. Try to take away the context of what we know right now. So, like, try to transport yourself back to 2018 when you've got that core of baby bombers and how excited everybody was. True. So, but, but I'm not, but, I'm not but, saying it's the same thing. I'm just saying it's it's no guarantee. Looking at this list, though, it's, it's a pretty good list, right? So, right, did you pull it up, Matt? Yeah. I'm so, trying just to find AL, it. Um, I'm going to start in 2019 because uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my case stronger by omitting the recent ones. But Jordan <laughs> Alvarez, Shohei Otani, Aaron Judge, Michael Falmer, Carlos Correa, Jose Abreu, Will Myers. Judge Mike won Rookie of the Year. What? Yeah, What's Rookie that? of the Year, and he was second for MVP. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. know he won Rookie of the Year that year. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's just the last eight. Uh, yeah. you, can, you, you get a dud here, Jeremy Hellickson. Neftali Feliz, Andrew Bailey. Those are kind of some duds. Okay, but that's Evan Longoria, Dustin Pedroia, Justin Verlander. Like, you get some, you get some good names on there. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's, I, I just, with a young core, I mean, it's obviously a little, probably, there's probably a little bit more um, to go off of, uh, you know, like when you're, when you're evaluating versus like when they're an 18 year old prospect, yeah. but they're still just so young that, I don't, I don't know. It, and, it could you, go you either have way. have a good point. Like, who who almost, or who came in second to Shohei Otani in 2018? New York Yankee. <laughs> Third base left field. Oh, 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 oh Maggie. Oh, duh, yeah, Maggie. Right? Wow. Like, yeah. Okay, so, but Matt. I don't think I would have ever gotten there. Yeah, God, it took me a minute. Matt, <laughs> if you had continued, though, to 2005 – Houston Street, Bobby Crosby, Angel Berroa, Eric Hinsky. Then we get Ichiro. Then Kazuhiro Sasaki, Beltran. Okay. Ben Grieve. Okay. Then Nomar, then Jeter. Then Marty Cordova, Bob Hamlin, Tim Salmon, Pat Listach, Chuck Knobloch, Sandy Alomar Jr. So that's back through 1990. So I don't know. I mean, it's, 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 I'm not going to say that it's necessarily 50 50, but it's, it's it's not as um not as strong for the last 30 years as we would maybe hope for. I mean, there's a decent amount of people there who not to shit on them or anything. Like I think they all had okay careers, but um <clears throat> you know, a lot of these I don't think don't anyone on that everything. list was like a a total bust. Maybe Baton Bro yeah. was was probably the Yeah, maybe not yeah, not necessarily a total bust, but also there's a big difference between some of these top tier players we're talking about and and then some of these other people yeah, like a but, Berlander um, or Jeter or something now yeah also yeah. just interesting while we're looking at this since 1986 that Oakland A's have had seven rookies of the year oh funny wow I believe that with the way they they turn things over yeah and we actually we didn't even look at National League did we or I was only looking at American League yeah um but well, yeah interesting yep good good stuff shout out to Jake yep. hopefully uh yeah that's cool yeah, hopefully he has a good year. Uh, Ethan, I wanted to get a, a running update uh, from you and see how that's been going. Okay, so uh, I'm glad you asked. <clears throat> um, I went climbing for the first time ever on Saturday. 
I'm going to evade the running specific question, but I went climbing. I did something so you, physical. Wait, so you haven't ran since last Wednesday. I did something physical on Saturday. But you haven't ran. And I went on a walk. Or actually, did we go on a jog? You know, <laughs> it was raining, so we only jogged for a few minutes when the rain let up. And then otherwise, we went on a walk one night. And no, I have not run otherwise. <clears throat> I've been busy, okay? God damn mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. But... Hey, I went fucking climbing, all right, and hiking. So there you go. Wow, I'm impressed. Yeah, you should be. I'm I'm impressed with myself. So okay, well, uh, I'll ask next week and and see, or two weeks from now, and we'll see if you've <laughs> done anything. Yeah, I'm gonna try to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, okay. you don't you you know baby steps, bud. Yeah, baby steps. That's right. Mm -hmm. Um. All right, back to good news. Uh, okay, hold on, time out. Um. <laughs> Rookie of the year. I was just looking at national leaguers. I know we, we can't stay in the weeds of this all day, but just really quickly, I was looking <clears throat> at national league and here's a recent one. Chris Coughlin of the Florida Marlins, 2009 outfielder. He had a really nice rookie year. He hit 321. Not that we care about batting average, but he hit 321 with 84, with 84 runs scored 162 hits. That's really solid. Um, Maybe he was just decimated by injuries. I don't know, but I'm looking at his numbers. I'm looking at his career, his career war, baseball reference war, 1.1 for a guy. So that's already, already higher than that. Yeah. So that's, that's a bit of a bust and I'm looking, it's really weird. He like, he played 128 games in 09 and he was like really solid. He had an 850 OPS and he like never came close to that again. I wonder what happened. It's weird when that shit happens. I feel like, um, it's also circumstance. We've talked about this before. You put yourself on a Marlins team that is literally going nowhere, has nobody in the stands every single night. Like it's, it's not motivating. Yeah. Like I, I'm sure, I'm sure that that plays a part in some of the younger players, their, their development being stunted. Um, Cause then you see like a DD, right. Who was playing with like, the reds and the diamondbacks before he came to the Yanks. And then like all of a sudden under the bright lights, like he turned into a, a serviceable, you know, player, yeah, player. Um, you know, for, for us and everything. And, and who uh, called that? Me, uh, my dad, probably. Didn't, didn't you take, take credit count all the time for DD being like, did that, that trade going to be a winner? I mean, I, I uh, always I, knew it was going to be a winner from a defensive. <laughs> I was trying to throw you a bone. Uh, there. Sorry. I was, <laughs> I thought I thought you were I thought you were yeah, trying to take a bone for yourself. No, no, no. I did not call that. I didn't. No. I did not see that coming. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I I thought Didi could like be a decent hitter. He he was tremendous a, a couple of those years for us. And I know his defensive, you know, advanced stats aren't aren't all that pretty, but they're better than Jeter was, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it was it was a win all around. Um, with that. Okay, one other statistical tidbit. There's another. There's an NL team that's had seven uh, rookies of the year since 1986 in that same time span. Who is it? An NL team? Yeah. Pir no, yeah, Pirates. Nope. Braves. Nope. Dodgers. Dodgers. Uh, Including five in a row from 92 to 96. Wait, And if really? you go back to 79, they've had what? 11 rookies of the year since 79. Holy fuck. Okay. Who was the five in a row? Eric Karros, Mike Piazza, Raul Mondesi, Hideo Nomo, Todd Hollinsworth. Wow. Uh, Hollinsworth was the only non-notable one really. yeah pretty impressive Dang, so uh, yeah. just impressive and then they had back-to-back uh, -back Seeger and bellinger in uh 16 17 right which by the way what the fuck happened to cody bellinger and will he ever figure out how to play baseball again i don't know that's like an opposite of a dd 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pressure. He got pressure. Galloitis. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Something <laughs> happened to that guy. I don't know. Like I feel Nablock. bad for him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yips. <laughs> he, had, he had like a legit fucking incredible season in 2019 when he was 23 years old. Yeah. And uh, he has. But you have been, to remember those balls were juiced. Right. Right. But even without, so yeah, so he hit 47 homers that year. So that's juiced. But even without those balls being juiced, you figure somebody who's hit 47 that year is probably good for maybe 30, 35 in normal years. 25, yeah, 30. Wasn't there some stat, 30. though, that his, like, I mean, did, he did pretty poorly in the home run derby, or am I thinking someone else? Like, I thought a lot of his home Next runs season. were like high arcing pop flies that weren't really high exit velo. They were just oh, I can't launch remember. angle okay. products from yeah. a, a juiced ball. Kind of like what Glaber was. Yeah, um, or, or is, uh, you know, still. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Well, Tom, back to good news. You said. Good yeah, news. yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. 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 Good news. Uh, you know, so a, a couple weeks ago or maybe last week, uh, we were talking about the toxicity of the New York Yankees and how nobody wants to play for them. Well, folks, I hope that can all be put to rest when you read the quotes from one Anthony Rizzo. I fucking mm-hmm. love did not take a call with any other team in major league baseball and said, I love being a Yankee and he's back. I like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And it's yep. essentially a carbon copy of his deal. They added a couple extra million in right. a buyout. So good for him. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, it's very cool. I wish he got an opt out though, again, just so he can retain some, like he doesn't have the opt out after one year. Correct. I don't think so. I yeah. think that, that, uh, it's just the buyout, the $6 million yeah. buyout. After so it's an option with a $15 million option or a $6 million buyout. So he'll get Yep. Um, the AAV is what going to be like 20, I think 20 a year. Yeah. So yeah. Good for him in terms of yep. guaranteed money. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So he's getting at least 40, uh, 46 guaranteed at least if not more, but yeah. I think it's 40 total, 40 total. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was counting the $6 million. Yeah. Buyout. With the 6 million, it's 40 guaranteed. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's making seventeen got a it, year. Got it. Because it was uh, this year, he made sixteen. So they essentially just said, "Here's a million extra dollars." Um, and and sleeper candidate there for a bounce back season with the shift rules going into place, you may see another fifteen or twenty points on his batting average, which I know you guys don't care about, but batting average still factors into OPS because batting average contributes to on base <laughs> percentage. So his OPS should go up too. So shut the hell up. <laughs> I would be girl. I would be very happy. I'm bringing if, the heat. If that happened, I would be bringing thrilled. The there we go. An unintended fired up Matt Root. Right, right. Rizzo. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go back to something negative. <laughs> I, I, I guess I probably just don't need to even explain it to you guys, but just for the listeners again, Buck Walter annoys <laughs> me to like the, 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 the deepest parts of my body. And he won manager of the year, which is already a stupid award, but he won manager of the year in a season where his team blew a 10 and a half game lead in their division. And Robbie Thompson was also in that division and took over, you know, for, for Girardi and got the Phillies to the playoffs. Like, I know they don't, they don't count what happens in the playoffs and the Phillies went to the world series, but like, how does Buck Showalter win that award? It makes no sense. What was was Buck's payroll? Right. Like, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Boone finished fourth. He got like one second. Scherzer. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. What do you do? (laughs) Oh, let's just leave Scherzer in. Oh, great. Genius. (laughs) Manager of the year. 
Now, wait, positive though, positive spin. The AL winner was Tito Francona. And as much as yeah. I hate him as a as a Red Sox manager, he's a freaking awesome dude. And with a guy who had literally like bread crust to make his <laughs> roster out of it's in Cleveland, he made it to the I mean, he, now again, the AL Central's garbage, but he, he won the division again with a payroll lower than the Rays. Yep. And took the Yanks to five games and yeah, uh, yeah really series. amazing. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you if you consider that half of that bread crust is going to Jose Ramirez, mm-hmm. then that's even more impressive. So good for him. Yep. I mean, I just awesome. like it was my dream when I was in Cleveland to bump into him while he was riding around downtown on his scooter. Uh yes, that's true. He has he had like a Vespa and he rode around downtown on his scooter. <laughs> um, and I had friends who confirmed bumping into him down there and it just he just sounds like a lovely person really just a lovely person yeah anyway. yep love it well let's let's stick with the positive theme um both the packers and the giants for potentially the first time all season won on sunday <laughs> and as of today because the eagles lost on monday night the new york football giants are one game out of not just first place in the nfc east but the number right. one seed yeah in the NFC. God, that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> also, you missed, Colin, you missed, I set you up for a chance to dunk on me, and you totally missed it. Oh, God. Because what? I said, when you talked about how great a game Saquon had, I was like, was it enough to recapture the league, league in rushing yards? Yeah, it was. He's two two yards ahead of Derrick Henry right now. So, it was enough. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that's what you were alluding to. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's why I didn't dunk on you. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to. I, I gave you a setup there. Yeah, I didn't know he was leading the league before that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think Barkley's on pace for well over 2,000 uh, all-purpose yards wow. um, and about 1,500 rushing yards right now. And, um, and this this is not um, – surprisingly not bashing Saquon. He's not going to win – or he's not going to win MVP, though, I don't think. But um, it is – he'd, uh, he'd have to really go off. Yeah. It is still a, a great season, though. So Yeah. Yeah, it's tremendous. Daniel Jones is he, I mean, he's good enough. <laughs> yeah, good enough. And I don't know. I mean, they they played the Texans this past week and they're garbage, but they're winning when they should win and they're they're winning some games that nobody gave them a chance. So well, uh, I think the headline and, I read today was like um it was talking about the Vikings, but it also mentioned the Giants about like, okay, it's finally time to start considering these teams like legitimate contenders now like yeah that vikings game was nuts i don't know if either one of you saw it um the, no but the, i watched the highlights because i needed to see that jefferson catch and holy uh, shit yeah between the jefferson catch and then they they stuff so the the vikings were in buffalo playing the bills uh the bills stuffed the the vikings with about 25 seconds left i think um at the at the one yard line at the half yard line or whatever and so they couldn't take a knee to just run the clock out, but they could have, he could have run out of the end zone, take a safety or whatever. But instead they were, the, the bills tried to, to do a QB sneak with Allen. Of course he's you know like Aaron he's, judge at quarterback. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he fumbled the football, <laughs> the, the snap and uh, the dude on the, on the Vikings fell on it and they scored a touchdown. They took a three, uh, yeah. Three point lead. I think the guy missed the extra point. Uh, to put him up for, or maybe he missed an extra point at some other point in the game. Um, Bills drove down the field, got the field goal, send it into overtime, and then and then the Vikings won in overtime. And it's like, you know, they're they're a one loss team. The Giants are a two loss team. The Bills have three losses, I think now. Yeah, uh, I think the 
the Bills record's better than those three losses, but it is damn it, because that's the kind of playoff game you're going to have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, there was some crazy stat about Josh Allen and overtime overtime losses for Josh Allen. I think he's like 0-4. Or yeah, maybe it was I his mean, last he... four overtime games or something like that, which is crazy because a couple of them were shootouts where you can't really blame the guy. Right, right. But, like that Mahomes game last yeah. year. Um, the Mahomes game was just nuts. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. But but Allen threw two pretty bad picks yeah. um, to uh, to Peterson. Who's who's a great defensive back, but um, I mean the one he was like staring right at him the whole time. Uh, but yeah, it was was a, a crazy weekend, and um, I'm sure Matt, you're you're happy to to get back on the right side of the column. <laughs> and uh, you've I mean, you've tied the Brewers for the same number of wins since <laughs> October first. You know, I I I don't even I'm in just a like go us in the world cup that's what i'm that's where i'm at right now with sports like yeah i can't even i can't even latch on to syracuse basketball they just got wild by colgate for the second year in a row so yeah wow. what the really? fuck yeah so i can't even i can't even get excited about that like is it lacrosse season yet go syracuse lacrosse because do, do we want to do some Bayheim slander at, at some point i mean it doesn't have to be slander it's just a matter of like come on dude like colgate well this is <laughs> what's his face now right who's the coach now Bayheim still. Wait, oh, I thought he retired and the other guy took over. Jesus no, Christ, no. it's still Bayheim. Yeah. Holy. And if fuck. you're thinking of the Hopkins other guy left. who went to Washington, he, yeah, he took that Washington job. Yeah. But will he come back for Syracuse? Do you think Probably when not. Bay? Huh? I think GMAC's got a better chance taking over than. GMAC uh, is GMAC coaching. Oh, he's been on the bench I'm, for a while. Yeah. Okay. I mean, obviously, I and, clearly I don't pay attention. And 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 I don't. Bayheim I'm not paying 78. much attention either because they fuck. haven't been good, and I'm a Fairweather fan, but. Um, I guess G Max is a fairly good recruiter too. Okay. I just can't believe Bayheim is seventy eight uh, and still going. I I don't know. I mean I I never understood this. Colin, you are so into Scranton pride in like every way. But you, <laughs> but you like go, but you hate G Max. I know I, you I, should I have, like you should have fucking worshipped him. I do. I, I love Jerry. I saw Jerry play in high school. I, I, I was all over the GMAC train before anyone in Syracuse knew who he was. All right. I don't remember. I remember in high school, I thought you Allegedly. talked shit about him then too. No, I mean, of course I'm going to talk shit about him. He's playing on Syracuse. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, that's just part of the deal, but yeah. well, did he, did he get an offer from Penn state? Probably not. So shame on them. Yeah. I mean, they're they're they until fairly recently. I don't I don't think they ever tried as a program. At least they're trying now. Um, anyway, uh, what what I was going to say about Jerry is is sure call him a good recruiter, but I mean, like, come on, these teams that Syracuse has been putting out the last half a decade, like, come on, these the, these teams are terrible full of buddy Bayheims and friends of someone else and, and whatever, like this is exactly what happened at Penn state. And, and this is exactly why it, it just, I'm, I don't know. I, I don't know coach K's situation uh, enough, but obviously I know he stepped away um, and, and transitioned it. But when, when you just start getting all of your buddies and your friends involved and, and everything, like you're just headed for mediocrity. It's just how it is. I mean, I'm not sure as much as if it's, if it's buddies and friends as it is the transfer portal isn't friendly. Bayham's getting old. The zone isn't seen as an NBA system. And Syracuse doesn't have the 
the financial clout to compete with a, a Duke or a Kansas. Uh, as much as I love Adam Weitzman for dumping NIL money into this stuff, they still can't compete for it. Like when the fact that, you know, Jimmy Fallon is courtside is the biggest news in the game. You got a problem. I mean, I don't, Brady I don't disagree with that too, right? Like didn't Tom Brady come to a game? Ooh. Yeah. I don't, Ooh. I don't disagree with that, but I, but I also, I don't think it's right that they're just like, okay, well, this is the best that we can do. I, I am sure that there are better options out there. I am just a hundred percent positive on that. Ethan, I don't know shit about college basketball. I thought Beheim <laughs> was fucking dead at this point. You kidding me? <laughs> no, I didn't think he was dead. I thought he was retired though. I just got the title of our episode. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of Syracuse sports, my I think my prediction's coming true. Syracuse yeah. is going to lose lose every game for the remainder of the year and limp into a bowl. You were on that. Damn. Um, yeah. It's, it sounds Again, lots of injuries, but it sounds pretty ugly. But how did they play? They played Clemson so close so well, right? Like, did, that just, did they just, like, use the rest of their fucking mojo on that game and now they're just, like, toast? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, those, you, those games are letdowns for sure. You know, when you mm-hmm. have a – two touchdown lead and you don't score the rest of the game. And I think, I think Schrader's been hurt too. Which yeah. one is Schrader? QB quarterback. Oh, he's the, Oh, he's the QB. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> they obviously lack depth. I mean, Matt, you talked about it. They've, they've had some pretty significant injuries overall. And they don't have the best, the best freshman quarterback in the country to come off the bench and save them. <laughs> Um, and, and, and their strategy is give the ball to Schrader and let him figure it out. So, yeah. Um, you know, despite having a low level Heisman contender at running back, that just, eh, Garrett, figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder, Matt, if they actually do lose out, like, I wonder if that's the nail in the coffin for Dino. Like, it might be. Even with his start to the year, it might be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just can't, you can't have it. It's, I mean, it's they should it. beat Boston College, yeah. but every other game on the schedule is a toss-up right now. Yeah, and like they're, you know, it's the same thing you were talking about with basketball. Like, obviously, their resources aren't, you know, great overall and whatever, but they're still a pretty big Division One, you know, football school. Like they, the the, the the this isn't even. I mean, it's not Greg Robinson, but it's it's not <laughs> great, you know. <laughs> what what these past three seasons have been like or four seasons since 2018 it's it's been pretty bad um all right uh i'm gonna uh, uh i will give uh, both of you opportunities to to speak on this too um but uh as as you probably already know uh criminal and and local terrorist donald trump announced that he is running for president again in 2024 and i don't say that um as a joke not just the fact that he made the announcement but that i think he's a terrorist because if what he did in any other country had happened and we were looking at it through the lens of americans like the almighty americans we would look at him as a terrorist yeah point blank full stop that's that's just how it is and yet somehow 
the Department of Justice. There is enough known information out there to indict him, and he has not been indicted. We don't know the unknown, of course, but there is enough known information out there to indict him, and he has not been to this point. He could be, but it's disgusting. And then also, just today, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Mike Pence did an interview with CBS News and said that he is no longer uh, going to testify for the January 6th committee. And he said, quote, they don't deserve my testimony. And if that isn't the pussiest move of all time from somebody who was going to be murdered by the, the terrorist Donald Trump, I, I just I don't get it. Toddy, Toddy was saying, well, you know, he's probably trying to protect the Republican Party because they're probably scrambling now that Trump made the announcement official and, you know, blah, blah, blah and everything. But holy shit. It's scary. It's fucked up. I don't want to be anywhere near those MAGA people. Get away from me. No respect for you. It's it's dumb. It's stupid. I'm just well, I'm over it. Well, here's why Pence said no suddenly, in my guess, with with the news today that the Republicans have taken back the, the House, mm-hmm. that the there's a clock now on that committee. That committee's got two months now. So he can thumb his nose to them now and, and it'll go away. That yeah, but, the, you know, the select committee is going to disappear. But that's why he's he's even worse to me is i mean like how do you let that go away you'd be dead if it wasn't for nancy pelosi yeah it's cowardly but the couple things i am hoping and and you know if 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 desantis is the heir apparent to donald trump then we're still in trouble but um (laughs) what i'm hoping is you know like you, you you hardly saw any coverage of the announcement last night um None of the major news networks except Fox cut away to it. Everyone I think CNN else cut away to it too. CNN did okay, but most most everyone decided their regular scheduled programming was fine. Um, so hopefully that's a sign of things to come. The other thing, um, his new uh, his new slogan is even more ridiculous: "Make Make American Great and Glorious Again," aka Magaga. <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah, and uh, you heard him crowd you know crowd crowd testing some some. Pretty scary uh, authoritarian authoritarian rhetoric last night, uh, straight out of the playbook of Xi Jinping and Rodrigo Duterte. Um, let's execute all the drug dealers and the drug users. Yeah, literally came out of his mouth last night. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So uh, yeah. Yep. Go Magaga. I just saw like a little uh, a meme of a of somebody's tweet, and it was like. Uh, this guy tried to start a coup and they're letting him run for president again. There's stricter rules at Planet Fitness. Yeah, and, I saw that. and I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I feel bad even laughing about things like this because it's, I, I think, I really do think it's so much more serious than a lot of people realize. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, you, you just got to hope that there are enough good, decent people out there to keep it from really spiraling out of control. You know, I mean, this, this is the Hitler playbook, (laughs) you know, he did the same thing that Trump did and then got into power and started world war two, you know, um, 
So it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. But depressing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, let's stick with my last depressing thing. Um, this one I'm, I'm just like really angry about uh, even I mean, I'm angry about what I what I just talked about. But um, for those who don't know, the uh, the student loan forgiveness program is on pause right now because there was a plaintiff who filed a suit against um, you know, the program claiming that it was unfair for people who didn't qualify. The kicker is the person who filed the suit got a fifty thousand dollar PPP loan forgiveness back in 2020. That. Yep, I saw that. Isn't that amazing? It's just unbelievable how indecent so many people are in this country yep it's it's unbelievable that's what happens when you have you know 300 years of the the rugged individualism personal liberty narrative crammed so far up everybody's fucking ass you get shit like that the the it's it's truly breathtaking the level of of selfishness and hypocrisy um from from a person like that and, you know, um, <clears throat> I'm not going to, you know, I'm not, I'm not accusing everybody who's against student loan forgiveness of being as bad as that, right? This is an egregious example, but I mean, I just, to me, that's like unfathomable to get, to get 50 grand forgiven and, and, and you're, and you're making a stink about 10 or possibly 20. Um, just, just, I, because I, he it, didn't qualify for this one. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's be clear about that. Right. And I just like. I don't know. I try really hard these days to put my, you know, to try and think as, as concretely as I can from, from like another person's perspective. Um, but there are certain perspectives like this one that I just don't, it's unfathomable to me. I can't, I can't get there no matter how hard I try. I can't understand that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Matt, no. yeah, Matt, do you have anything? <laughs> I mean, uh, I, What's very frustrating is I think I, I, I don't think this the student loan forgiveness plan was perfect. Um, I think there were definitely more concrete steps that need to be taken, uh, especially addressing the, free, the fact that college costs are as high as they are to begin with. Yeah, right. And I think um, not addressing why costs are rising is, is not going to make the problem go away. It's just this is just like a this is like throwing a bucket of water on a bonfire. Like, okay, it'll help, but it's not gonna not yeah. gonna fix the problem. Yeah, um, that's true. But I do think there is an impact. On, like, you see so many articles um, or analyses or breakdowns of why our generation isn't starting families, why our generation aren't purchasing houses, why our generation still has to live with their parents in some cases. Um, and it's because if you look proportionally at the costs of what people earn, what people pay for college and what people can expect making coming out of college, um, it's compared to 30 or 40 years ago, so drastically skewed and diminished, you know, your earning power versus the cost of college and these types of things. It's so drastically diminished that that's where you find yourself in the situation. And, you know, we've, we've talked before on the podcast about, um, you know, the debate of, you know, my, my thoughts are the value of the degree and my thought process is as an engineer, I know I could, I could afford to take on debt because I knew I could pay it off. 
Um, but we've also talked about, uh, you know, Ethan being a good example of, well, there's still value to other degrees. Just, you know, we don't need, we don't need a hundred percent engineers out there just because they're not going to have debt. We need these other degrees. We need these other professions. We need these other um, pursuits out there. And, you know, the calculation just can't be strictly at, can I pay this off or not? Because right. again, if that's the case and we're not going to have, you know, we're not going to have the nurses, we're not going to have the artists, we're not going to have the teachers, we're not going to have <clears throat> the other things that the society still values. And how do we show that value? Well, this is a good way to do it. Yeah. Make college affordable, have a more aggressive loan forgiveness, you know, right? There, there's a civil service loan forgiveness where if you work X number of years making a low paying job, you can get, which is low paying, but uh, you can get your student loans forgiven. Expand that, be more aggressive with it because there is value to the society. We need that. You know, there's always the joke about, um, you know, well, what, what's the value of an engineering degree or excuse me, an English degree? Well, you know, engineers, you're going to learn how to fucking write. No. Are you going to learn how to fucking communicate to people? No. So you need to like, you need, you need a diverse group of graduates and a diverse group of professions and a diverse group of skills. And just because the market may not de demand, it doesn't mean it's not needed and not valued and not supported. Um, and that's where I say, okay, something like this program begins to address that. And it's important and it should be gone, you know, followed, carried through. Uh, and then you can get to the whole aspect of how this is going to help underserved graduates and people people of color and people in, I can't remember the actual statistics that came out around the time. And I wish I was better prepared for this, but what this is going to do for graduates of color in terms of supporting them and helping them start, start a foundation and start families and build wealth and, and get back on their feet uh, and get out from under this debt is, is tremendous. And I think that's, again, that's also very important and we can't, we can't lose focus of that as well. So I don't know. That's very frustrating that someone's going to be like, oh, well, you know, I paid off my loan. Like, so obviously that means you guys should all be able to pay off your loans too. No, fuck you. No, no. And then you add on the fact that this asshole got $50,000 of free government money and he's still making us think about it and he could go suck a bag of chili pepper coated spiked dicks for all I care. So, <laughs> Oh, I like that. Um, I want to add. Oh, well said, Matt. Yeah, I very well said. Put that off the top of my head, by the way. I thought that was a good one. That was very good. I like that a lot. Um, cousin Greg, when the kids are listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to add one thing, which is not directly related to the to the student loans, but Matt brought up a, a good point that I want to talk about, um, which is this whole idea of certain fields being more worthwhile and certain degrees being more valuable. Now, I have made many jokes in my life about my own degrees and how they're useless and blah, 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 blah. Okay. However, I always said that knowing that I think it's bullshit, obviously I would not have gotten three degrees in music if I didn't think that, you know, a profession uh, in, in music was worth it. Right. However, there are many, 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 many people I would wager a sizable majority who do truly subscribe to this notion. And it's a very capitalistic notion, right? Based on earning power about like the value of this degree versus that degree, right? And generally speaking, it's gonna be like STEM stuff is valuable and the humanities are not. And 
I just, I'm so fucking sick of it. Um, and one thing I just want to bring up, and maybe I've mentioned something along these lines before, but think of the arts for a second. Okay. I'm talking about the arts, like in a very big way here. I'm talking about musicians of all genres. I'm talking about writers of many different uh, kinds, um, not just like poets and novelists, but TV writers and movie writers and journalists, if you want to count that. Journalism is maybe a little bit on the edge, but all the other writers I think are legit to count here. I'm talking about visual artists, whether that's um, painters or cartoonists or, you know, whatever digital artists, you know, work for like Pixar and shit like that, whatever. If all artists decided in these various fields, you know, I'm going to go on strike or don't even call it strike if you don't want to. I'm going to I'm going to stop doing my job. I'm going to go on vacation for the next two months. Everybody, every fucking person would lose like every form of entertainment and enrichment in their life. Fucking everything. OK, all of us, what we all do for like our joy. Okay. I guess the one, the one, uh, the one exception would be like physical activities, right? Like Toddy, for instance, right? Like for her, you know, and, and for many people, like your physical activities. Sure, Toddy doesn't like arts. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So physical activities, sure. I'm maybe not going to be impacted. And so I'm not saying that everyone's source, all, all sources of joy would disappear. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that like a fuck ton of sources of joy would disappear and every single person's life would be immeasurably more empty and just shitty and boring and lame without artists of all kinds. And I'm not even talking about my own field. I'm not talking about classical music. That's a niche world. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about music in general. Okay. Because I'm talking getting... about the guy who came, came out of a state school with a sound engineering degree, who's working on Taylor Swift's album. Yes, you know, exactly. Who's, Thank who's you. one of the, the 10 mixers on the, like on the team making that sound perfect. You yeah, know? exactly. Uh-huh. And yeah. that's exactly what I'm talking about. People like that, not necessarily a Taylor Swift, right? Cause th that's an exception, right? I'm not talking about who's, these mega, you know, these mega that's, pop that's stars, still, right? That's still an artist. That's still someone who's got a, of course it is. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like yeah. Fucking great. Right. Oh no, of course. I just don't want, you know, I could imagine some person being like, Oh, Taylor Swift would never go on strike or Taylor Swift is doing just fine. Blah, 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 blah. She uh, is that's... because she uses dynamic pricing on Ticketmaster. Yeah. Right. Sore so subject that... probably for some of our listeners. I know Sorry, probably. Swifties. Yeah. But like, I'm just so sick of this notion, right. That, that these degrees and these fields are lesser because the <laughs> average pay is less than in the STEM fields. Like if me and all people like me decided to not do what we do for whatever reason, everyone's life would suck a hundred times more, a hundred times more. And it just, it makes me so furious. So fucking furious. I'm probably preaching to the choir. I doubt that like our listeners really need to be reminded of this notion, but maybe some of them do there. I think there's a lot of implicit biases, right? I think a lot of people just make, have these assumptions because we're brought up in this society, but hopefully if you were one of these people, hopefully you will, you will reflect on your bias and be like, yeah, you know what? That's bullshit. Like, a person who goes and get an, gets an English degree and ends up as like uh, a TV writer, um, that's really fucking important. And that kind of stuff has brought a lot of joy to my life or whatever. Well, yeah. and beyond that, right? So I've got, I've got friends who have an English degree who are working for 
the amazon.com for engineers is called mcmaster.com i've got a friend who's got a philosophy degree who's working for westinghouse helping with nuclear reactor parts management i've got a friend with a political science degree working for one of the largest freight brokers in the country making sure like trucks move around the country so yeah it's not even limited yeah. to the arts right like right. So if, you, if you look at the degree, type of person a, a lens for critical thinking and perseverance and achieving a higher like you can't just pigeonhole based on that degree name. Right. Yeah. So Ethan, you didn't think you're going to be teaching and doing what you're doing now. Like when you were getting your, but you're, you're an educator, right? Like, yeah. and, and that's fucking important. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I don't know. yeah. Yeah. So, so. well, 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 the, it's an easy, the, the math is easy for me as an engineer, right? That's not the case. And that can't be, that can't be, that shouldn't be like the number for, one that thing. Can't be your yardstick for measuring it all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. It makes it easy for me. But you're right. You can't just look at, well, well, on average, philosophy majors make $32,000 coming out of college. So obviously that degree is only worth, you know, 32 times four because that's the value of the loans they can pay off or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. It's not a good way to look at, like, the health of a society no. overall. Yeah. Um, Anyways, sorry, I wasn't planning on going on some big rant, but that, uh, <laughs> but 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 that mention made me think of that, and and yeah, it's been on my mind a bit. So, yeah. All right, what do we got next, Kyle? I say on my rundown. I mean, I'm watching some Dominican uh, baseball on. Well, we uh, should. Uh, right that's now. cool. We should get. We should yeah. do something positive before we're done. We should talk about. <laughs> well, something. I thought that was positive. I'm watching baseball. Oh, I mean, you know, I mean, I guess that's positive. I guess that's fine. Thanksgiving is next week. What's what are you guys doing? Going to Raleigh. Raleigh. And then uh, all the all the Cernigs in Raleigh? Uh yep. Yep. Everyone will be there. Um Brother Dan works on Thanksgiving, so we're we're actually eating Thanksgiving dinner at like even a normal dinner time for you guys, like six, six thirty, seven o'clock. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, you know how like a lot of times on on Thanksgiving you'll eat at like three o'clock or something like that or whatever so the giants play at 4 30 oh uh, against the cowgirls Maybe uh, i guess that. i guess okay. i shouldn't say that these days it's probably insensitive cowboys okay. yeah <laughs> um on, hey, speaking uh, of them I, the mike mccarthy's actions finally helped contributed to a packers win so yeah. <laughs> should have kicked the field goal Mike. how about that the field goal. <laughs> um, uh, too good yeah so uh we that'll be fun that's that's what we got coming up next week nice yeah matthew at the, I'm hosting for the second year in a row, so we've got uh, uh, the right. family coming down. I've got the brother and the brother and sister-in-law and the significant other coming over. Um, yeah, okay, very. So exciting. we're we're hitting her family's uh, Thanksgiving um, that afternoon, and then we're gonna have a late Thanksgiving. We're gonna have a seven-ish Thanksgiving meal here. So nice. Um, so we'll Facetime and uh, well, you you don't have uh, an iPhone. Yeah, I we'll do. Zoom. Uh, at seven o'clock, I can I can Facetime you guys. How? My work phone. Oh right, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Okay. Um. Yeah. So we're gonna have uh, six of us here. I mean, maybe one of my sister-in-law's friends from Italy may stop in too, so she can she can gorge with the Americans on our festival of ex- ex- excess here. Mm-hmm. Our holiday. You gonna bring real authentic Italian food? Um. Probably not. Does she cook? <laughs> does she cook at all? 
Are we ta- we're talking friend. about your talking uh, about friend. You said, oh, I was talking about the friend. Yeah. Oh, um, I was so, thinking of the attempt of the sister-in-law. Okay. The sister-in-law and and my significant other are both vegan, so we'll see how that. Well, oh, that's right. I forgot the sister-in-law is vegan. Yeah. I've got a tofurkey, uh, uh, holiday roast, celebration roast. What? So we'll, we'll be having that for them too, uh, and of course, me being the Neanderthal I am, like bought the first thing I saw, and then. Like two days later, I'm at Trader Joe's and I see like seven different kinds of holiday roasts with like all these different options. And I'm like, oh, shit, there's more to this than I thought. So, oh well. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to have people down, um, do a lot of we're going to probably do drink a lot of stouts, um, hang out around the house. Uh, Dad and I are going to go out hunting for Bourbon County stouts on, on Black Friday morning. So nice. hopefully we, we find uh, all of the variants that we want. Um and yeah, it, it, it should be a good weekend. Nice. Awesome. Ethan, you heading home? Uh, probably not. I kind of want to, but I think I'll probably stay here. We might have a few friends over. Um, so, you know, it would be it would be pretty low key. Uh, All right. Well, promise me one thing. But... Yeah. And in, in, to the public and all the world, if if the friends over thing falls through and you're lonely, Make the two-hour drive up to uh, <laughs> Kennett Square, Pennsylvania, and join us. So, okay, I, that um, sounds good. Yeah, it absolutely. would be sleeping arrangements. Be oh, I'm trying to buy a bed, so we uh, we could sleeping arrangements might be a little tough, but if not, uh, we could uh, make sure a couch works or something. If you guys crashed here, yeah, but, I could. Always, yeah, I would probably just drive home the same night. But yeah, that uh, that's a very generous offer. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that would be fun. So you and Yuli are definitely uh, yeah. up here. If, Thank if you. nothing else happens, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, nice. mom, mom and Papa Root will most likely be making their mint chocolate, mint chocolate chip I cookies figured, so you can I get figured. some hot out of the oven. Yeah. Oh, God. That's really They're going to make them at your house? Yeah. Well, because I'm the one that found the mint chocolate substitute. Oh, right. So yeah, yeah. You were saying that. I went to four yeah. different stores last year to track it down, but I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome. One last update because I teased all of the listeners last week. Boris had his doctor's appointment today and did not go well. Man, he Uh-oh. did not have a good time. Yeah. Um, his in the room with I me, can't. he got his shots. He was a happy camper. He was doing fine. He was purring. He liked the vet. They took him in the back room to get take a blood draw, and uh, I heard him make sounds that I didn't think a cat could make. So Oof, he guy. got loose. He got upset. They didn't get all the blood they needed. I guess he was. I guess he scratched one of the technicians pretty bad. And he was running around bleeding all over the place. So uh, don't they have like tranquilizers to like calm them down? That's we're going back next Wednesday. He's going to be tranked up. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, oh man, that's yeah. rough. Poor podcat. So I, I've been, I've been, I, I brought him back this morning. And then before I went into work, hung out with him for a little bit. Uh, he proceeded to all puke a bunch around the house. So I got to go clean that up. Oh so. man. <laughs> Poor guy. Well, he puked Poor a bunch man. because he, he reverted back to kitten mode and started like chomping his food without eating it. I'm like, bud, you're going to make yourself sick. Yeah, he did. And, and literally as I was feeding him treats and seeing him not even chew them as he swallowed, I was thinking, yeah, I'm going to have to clean up this vomit later. But, um, you know, he's at least purring and hanging with me. That's um, good. So uh, we'll make sure he gets taken care of. Okay. Good old boy. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, boys. Any shout outs before we go? Mm-mm. Um, um, uh, I don't know. I can't think of anything right now. 
Okay. We are number 11. Blame. Good. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.